Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. This week I'm joined by Gunnar Gary McMahon as we chat about all things Arsenal. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Now if you come on down to Highbury, you can see Thierry Henry. He is the best player you will ever see. Thierry, Thierry Henry. Now if you come on down to Highbury, you can see Thierry Henry. He is the best player you will ever see. On this week's episode, I'm talking to Gunnar Scum, uh, I mean, Arsenal <laughs> fan, Gary McMahon. Uh, as always on the show, we like to find out how people get brainwashed into liking their clubs. So, Gary, how did you become an Arsenal man? Oh, unfortunately, it's gone back to the days when, 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 when you know, football was not on terrestrial TV and just growing up. I, I think it's gone back to the 89-90 for me when uh, Arsenal obviously had that big game against Liverpool and was down to the wire. Um, Arsenal needed to win 2-1 just to cl- clinch the league title and you know when you hear the words Thomas should have been failed you know <laughs> say no more after that and uh, yeah I was, I, was, I, was, I was hooked on it then and I've followed ever since um, there hasn't been many Arsenal fans growing around when I was growing up and they're slowly coming out of woodwork now but I think that at the moment where we're playing they're, they're going back into it as well but um, yeah I've just been ever since then I've, I've gone through the highs and lows you know, like any like any fan or any football team, you know, um, not as bad as United, but you know, <laughs> that <laughs> we're was, all that, enjoying that one. That was a uh, that's like one of those games that people will always remember. I, I remember watching it on TV, and I remember just towards the end, Bruce Grubler and I think it was Steve McMahon or something were just passing the ball to each other back and forth, trying to kill time. And then Michael Thomas popped up and, and scored it a was, goal. It was Barnes. I finally remember now Barnes went on the attack and they were all looking at him. And I remember, I remember hearing the review after and they, were like, they saw Barnes going to, like, to attack and they were like, what is he doing? And he, I think he lost the ball. And that's where the, 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 the defence split up. And they were just right here. Thomas, like I said, it's just, it's just memorable. So it is. And you have fever pitch to film and everything. It just brings all back the nostalgia. And then uh, the, 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 the amazing fact then that Liverpool bought him. <laughs> After that, I just I can't believe that when he's like he turned shit on so then Liverpool bottom. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So, um, so, so just uh, I just wanted to kind of touch a little bit on the game on Sunday. Uh, you, you were cruising two 0 up against Palace. Uh, what happened? <laughs> I guess it's the only question to ask, really. It's it's typical Arsenal. We just we just lose focus. We we don't control the game. I think you, you can go back even kind of the the last years of anger, you know, we just don't, as soon as that goal is scored, we don't regroup, get together, focus, play as a team, and we always concede within, you can nearly go back, and within five or ten minutes, we concede against against teams, and um, whether it's home or away, we just lack, right lads, we're tuning up, not only really sit back and park the bus, but just to kind of, right, let's hold this lead, let's keep rubber going, and, you know, defend, defend ourselves until we get to half time, and then we regroup and see what we need to do, um, it, it's just it's just frustrating for me as a fan. We just seem to get our tactics wrong, and teams know how to break us down. We nothing for Emery at the moment for us. Nothing has changed. It, it's just the same old bully Arsenal players. You know, kick them in the heels. They'll 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 break, and eventually we'll get an opportunity. Now look, Var wasn't our, our best of friend on the weekend either. But you know, you've got to play the game the way it is, and play the ref's whistle. And look, things can go against you, but. 
you can often say, look, if, if your team's together and you're you're working as a unit, you can get those goals. United did it for years. You could see it. They 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 let in silly goals, but they had that Fergie time where they came back and just because they, they they just battered teams, they didn't give up. And they they moved forward as a team. They moved back as a team. There was there was leaders in it. You know, we'll get onto Shaq in a minute. And there was leaders <laughs> in the team. Um, and you know, I always found that you know. If your defense is strong, it builds confidence. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. But Leno's got no protection from that defense whatsoever. Um, I don't know what, where, why, why he's picking the players. He is. He's got full. He's got nearly got a full strength squad now. Players coming back from from injury with Tierney there now. You have Bellerin, like his his past fitness, and he's just he just doesn't seem to know what his right eleven are. It's a it and it's it's one of those things like the it all seems to be the difference between the. The kind of the great teams and the teams that are just gonna always just kind of end up fourth, fifth, and sixth. Is they just know how to finish, see out games, and you know, like just being able to keep teams like Crystal Palace at bay and not lose to them or let them come back into it. It's yeah. it's it's huge. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. Like you take Liverpool on the weekend, you went one 0 down the Spurs after a minute or something like that. You know, you knew after ten minutes, Liverpool had that game. It was theirs. They were gonna win it. They were never gonna lose that game. You just knew by the intensity level, them all working. You can see them moving up as a unit and moving back and supporting each other one by one. Yeah, the game, conceded. the game plan never changes, does it? It's like it's you just like as you said, like they didn't panic as soon as that goal went in. It's just the game plan. They just it's the same game plan. They just know everybody knows what their role is, what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah. I, I think that we're we're Tottenham are just as bad as Arsenal when it comes to this kind of stuff. That as soon as they get a, a lead. There's just a weird panic that just sits in. It's it's so it's so weird. Well, it's, yeah, I kind of I kind of don't agree. <clears throat> I think like Spurs to me, I don't know what's gone wrong with them. Um, penalty Liverpool here at the moment just have to happen. Um, <laughs> Spurs, I just, like Spurs to me, were a great team last season, and you know, and the season before that, and they they had everything to build on it. And I don't know what's gone wrong with uh, Pacino in in his backroom staff there. There's just something has just disconnected. And they're on a downward, downward spiral. And look, Arsenal, you can't say, look, I think between Fort and you get down to the bottom of the league table, like the two, two top teams even, are just, they're just miles ahead of us. Miles. Um, and Arsenal don't seem to get any better whatsoever. And like, Emery's had the backing of his, of his board. He's got, he got a ton of money during the summer. He got the players that he wanted. Um, you know, we've put a director of football in place. That was always part of the plan. Uh, Raul is very, very um, discreet how he goes about his business and how he deals with things, um, and it seems done the right deals and got the right players that um, Emery has has had some sort of uh, uh, help in getting. Um, but yeah, we can't seem to get those players to either gel on the pitch. Like everyone wants Lacazette, Pep, Ozil, and Aubameyang to play. We ha- we haven't seen that yet. Do you know what I mean? These players are brought in to, like are brought in to, to to actually just attack, attack, attack. And yet we haven't put that tactics in play. You know, we've got Xhaka, who's very defensive-minded, just goes side-to-side football. Torreira, who wants to just, just grab the ball and run with it, not even getting a chance in the team. It, it doesn't help that he's fallen out with, like, like Ozil and stuff like that. So there seems to be, like, a little bit of a, a weird undercurrent in the team that, like, you know, like you saw uh, that the Arsenal fans calling for Ozil to be, like, in the team, I guess, on the weekend, and he was like, just not even. Was he even on the bench? No, um, no. This yeah. is, I think, it's, tonight's his first start in in two months or something like that. Um, and he's got the captain's armband. Like, it's just, Jeez. it's bonkers. Like, that... you're coming off the weekend with you're coming off the weekend with Zach, and you're saying, 
right, what he did was completely out of power. And I, I personally, I'll be dropping him down to the B team. I'll be stripping him of the captaincy. But then you're looking at Emery and he's going, okay, the, the players voted him into this position. You know, what do I do here? I'm going to catch you. The fans don't want them in. Do I bring in Ozil now and appease them and give him captain tonight and see, does that like, get me a few cre- extra credits in the bank um, yeah. until, I, until I know what I to do with Xhaka? It's, it's a difficult one to call. I, I'd, be, I'd be pulling Xhaka. Like, he hasn't come out and said anything, which is to me, is that's not a club captain. You know? Well, I mean, that, you, you wonder what, what's been said to him behind the scenes too, though, because there was talk of them sending him to counselling or something in, the, in the, the news today. And it's like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I mean, like, if you're the club captain, you're telling your own fans to f- go fuck themselves, ripping off a jersey. Like, I mean, you come out, you say, hold your hands up, say, you know, like, I'm. it's a great honour to be captain of the club. I, I lost my, like, I was unhappy with the way we were playing. I lost it. Apologies. And I think a lot of people respect them more for it rather than just being, just hiding away from everything. It's so, it's not, it's, it's just weird, isn't it? That's not a leader. A leader admits that he's wrong, makes mistakes, owns up to it, and says, "You know what? I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I won't let the team down again. I will get to. I will get myself in the right headspace, and you know, I pull up my socks and, and get out of things. You know, you're missing the part there as well. He threw. He flung. He flung his armband to Aubameyang. He didn't even kind of hand it to him. You know, you, you can see. You, you see often like I go back to times like even when Van Persie was captain United or or, or anything, they run over and he actually opened the armband and he put the other player save say, You know what? You're taking command of my ship here. You know, you've got a responsibility here to, to do what I want to do, give the leadership there and drive it on. He just flung it at him, flung it at him, walked off, ear, hands in the air and mounted whatever he mounted and then just dropped the jersey as he walked down the tunnel. Like, it's just yeah. total disrespect. I mean, that's the same like with, uh, like on his Instagram this week, like he changed his profile picture to um, wearing the Switzerland jersey rather than the Arsenal one, like little things like that. <laughs> you, you, but, but you know what I mean? Like that's that's like where you like, you know, like the, that's where the manager comes in and says, like, like you know, hang on a second, you know, you're the captain of the club, like, you know, what the fuck are you up to? You know, like uh, you're right. I would like I drop him in a heartbeat. I don't think he's like he's nothing but a liability. I think anyway because he, like he's you're always guaranteed he's going to get a yellow card or a red card or something. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have him anywhere near the the first team in the first place, but it's just, yeah. you know, like I'm a, as a sports fan looking at it, you're kind of laughing at it that like, it's, you know, like we're having a shit season and then you guys are just doing this. You know what I mean? But on, on the flip but side, though, up there. I know, but on the flip side though, like just as a, as a person who like, you know, we all dream when we were kids of playing football and stuff like that. And you see these guys who have the opportunity to do something that we couldn't come close to just pissing about with it. It kind of just pisses you off a little bit, right? Yeah, it does, and it also puts me down to like some of the player. If the players did vote him in for captaincy, it also seems what do they, what are they seeing that we don't see? Because there's there's, there's 50, 50, 60,000 people in a stadium looking at this player, and whatever amount of people watching the TV going, and they don't see anything that a bunch of a squad of twenty five are saying at all. You know what I mean? And you know, Jack, uh, he's getting claws for taking Shaka off. You know, that's, there has to be something. Even the pundits, pundits are saying it. They're saying, look, guys, Shaka isn't the guy. When he plays uh, in European football with, with with his country, they're all saying the same. Like, they don't fear him. He, he doesn't bring it into the team. It's just it's just hard to watch. And, like, you take it, it's nearly like since since going back to the days, we have an Arsenal curse with, with our captaincy. You know, we'd Gallus. Oh, God, yeah. Pitch, <laughs> upset. <laughs> 
So Sagan you go back to him, he took you know what I mean, he, he went on strike. Fabergas announced that he didn't want to play. Van Persie is the only one who came out and said, You know what? I actually don't have no, there's no ambition here. I was promised X, Y, and Z, I'm leaving you. It just has spiraled since since Vieira's gone. And like Vieira and Adam Zeroni are kind of our, 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 our strong captains that stayed there for a while. And you know what? And, and we're captains, you know what I mean? You couldn't get probably any better than Adams and Vieira. They bled for the church, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you can you go back to the you go back to the dressing or the tunnel with Roy Keane with Vieira, you know, Adams launching forward to win the league, it kind of putting it a ball against against Everton. Like you you don't have those days. I, mean, I don't even you have not many captains like that. Keane was incredible. You start comparing to the old school. I don't know, is it a generation thing? Right? Let's not get into this all hashtag stuff. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> You know, it just seems there's no there's no old school captain out there really in my view. We might have a difference of opinion, but no, I think it, you're it right. I honestly think you're right. Like it's it's definitely like a role that isn't as prevalent as what it was, where you have that person who's down in the trenches doing whatever you want, like you know, like pushing people forward. But it kind of makes you it kind of makes you look at like you know, as you said about this Arsenal squad, that if they're looking at this guy as being a leader, like what what what's that say about the squad that they've assembled? You know what I mean? That the guys. Like there, there's obviously guys hiding. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you would think that Otsal, who's been, you know, he's a World Cup winner, he's mm-hmm. played for Real Madrid. You'd think that he'd be the guy that should be the captain, or you know, that that kind of, or like, like uh, David Luiz could step up. You know, these kind of guys, and then you're left yeah. with Jacket. So the, I think it's an overall squad issue if that's the guy that they think is the, the, their leader. <laughs> you know what I mean? My, well, that's what leads to tea. You've got Bellerin. I know he's been out injured, fair enough, but he's a very vocal person where it comes to the social activity, you know what I mean? He's all about, he's a vegan, he's vegan raised and all that kind of stuff. He saved the planet and he's very vocal about that, you know, so why couldn't he not be like that on the pitch about it, like his, his job? Um, there's no reason to and I don't understand why Emery didn't go with him for that. I think he's the right, he's got the right calibre. Oh, yeah, I could I could agree with you on that as well. Um, like Jose's out during this week um, and the papers this week saying, you know, he, He's not these players who runs box to box, but he's a creative genius when he's on the pitch, and he get those, he'll he'll create those little opportunities for you that, that no one else will see, and they can be match winners all the same. So, um, to me, it's it's Leno, it's Leno or, or Bellerin. That's what I see. A good defensive player that can see what's going on in front of him. I think Leno would be actually a really good choice. I think of all the signings he's made, like in the last like couple of seasons, he's been probably the most outstanding one. He's 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 quite a keeper and. Uh, it's very rare for him to make mistakes, which you know we have Hugo Lloris as the World Cup winning captain, and he he just seems to make mistakes week in week out. So it's a good start and block for us. But it's um so like I mean like obviously this week we've seen like a lot of comparisons between Wenger and Emery because I guess Wenger's last twenty two games were he's had more points than Emery in his last twenty two <laughs> or something like that. So like just do, do you think it's do you think it's fair to compare the two, and you still have faith in like Emery, like as the manager, like do you think he's the right man to bring us forward? I don't think he's the right man to, well, my right man to bring us. He won't be there for ten years. He won't be a Wenger era manager. He is a, probably a stopgap. I'd rather, rather have him there for a couple more years. I don't want to go down the line what United did, in my view. You know, you know, they went from Moyes, Van Gaal, the Jose. Like they just, they just chopped and changed. And look where they are now. They're still no better. They're probably some people would say worse off. Um, what to get into it so you know he's two years in the job you've got to give him an opportunity we were probably spoiled with Wenger we got success so quickly yeah and we're, we're still in that mentality like it just doesn't change overnight anymore and um, you know 
City have got a world-class manager. Absolutely. You know, out of this world. Klopp has been given time. You know, and he's he's made mistakes in this couple of years. They're buying lots of players that didn't work for him, trying to find the right mechanic and just drilling home his football, what he wants to do, his ethos and how he wants to see the game played. And, you know, it's clicked for him. He got he got Salah in. And when that Salah came in there, that just seemed to be the, the, the last remaining part that he needed to, to get the whole thing working together. And look... <laughs> The results, the results are showing. Do you think that Emery actually has a philosophy though? Like, I mean, like, it, it, I just like just looking at like when he was at PSG and then looking at the way he is now. Like, I, I, I can't say this is the type of football this guy wants to play. I, I, it's just like you know, there's obviously the Arsenal philosophy when Veng was there and he brought in a particular type of play. It, it just, it just doesn't seem like he's no Plan B. You know what I mean? It's just. <laughs> Yeah, it's his ethos is to play from the back. It's to play the ball on the ground and get his wing backs involved. Do you know what I mean? But I just the, he's tried that. I don't think the players he has the players that have that confidence. Like he, you've seen it with um, Czech last season. Czech had no idea how to touch the ball with his left <laughs> or right foot. Um, you know, but Leno has that confidence and he can he can pull it out. Now we've had a few mishaps at the start of the season, but that's because our defense isn't there. Like we've got a confident uh, left back now and in Tierney there, you know, we just need to bring the other players on and say, look, this is how we're going to play ball. But when you get to the middle of the park, there's no creativity. Like, Xhaka doesn't know what to do with the ball. He puts it back to them or he gets it sideways. You know, having the likes of Pep in there and would say, oh, a Lacazette and Ambanyan, they come looking for the ball. Do you know what I mean? They, they're just, yeah. they're, they're just, they just want it and say, look, I can show you what I can do with this. Um, but that's going to take time. Let's go back to Klopp. Klopp didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen over a year or two. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. we're all baiting Liverpool about winning cups. You know, I mean, they haven't won a league in thirty years. You know, what I mean, they'll probably win it this year. Let's call a spade a spade. They are unbeatable. But look, that's taken them. That's taken Klopp what four years to get to that level. If he gets to that level, um, well, I mean, well, I mean, like that first season, like what he finished like eight or ninth, and um, like people were like panicking, saying that it was a mistake to get rid of Brendan Rodgers and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, like you're right, it does take time. It's just better, like. I'm sure you do as well. You watch the Arsenal fan TV and you hear like the same yeah. fucking idiots after every game saying, bring back Wenger or do this that, and the other. And you, you kind of wonder like how much the board is actually listening to this kind of, that, that kind of shit and not given, like I feel like they might, a couple of bad results again, they might panic and get rid of them to be honest with you. I, I think you're right. I think they should give them a chance. Like two years is, is not a long time in football, but at the same time though, like I mean, like, there's obviously he's trying to start something because I mean like he he did buy some pretty decent players in the, the summer I thought anyway, um like yeah so so I mean like for the way things are turning out like how much do, do you blame the board for a lot of this like it like it, it's just because I mean like Wenger was complaining towards the end that he wasn't getting money to spend and all that kind of stuff do you think that's part of the issue. I think it's partly yeah, partly look, it's it's all snow, it's a snowball effect. Wenger wasn't getting Wenger was telling us or so it was leaked out from the club that we weren't getting the money. And, you know, Emery comes in and you know, then there was rumors that nothing was happening all summer and Josh came more hands on in late summer and said, Look guys, we're actively working in the background. You know, I think Idu coming in was part of the plan um to help with the, the kind of director side of football, but Royal then playing a the part in, in negotiating the, the fees and stuff. Um, I think I think there's, there's there's a chain of events that has been set, and that's 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 what they wanted to happen. The result in the pitch maybe not what they wanted, to, but then again, it's a long game for Arsenal. It always has been. I think I think it's I think there's a part of the plan there. I think 
they're going to give Emery a shot. They're, they've invested him for the, they've invested in him less than six months ago. Why would you just throw all that down the pan? Um, they're not they're not struggling over relegation. No, we're close to relegation yeah. than we are to the top. Um, yeah, everybody is nearly from, yeah. from 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 place down. Um, but you know you've got to give him a chance. You know who's out there? Like if you ask that question, who would, I, uh, you ask me? Who who would you put in? Have you got rid of memory? Do we let Freddie go in charge? You know Jose's uh, trending at since today. Jesus Christ Almighty! Like everybody, he's um, been that that fucker's been linked with everybody, and like it's like for a team like Tottenham and a team like Arsenal. He'll never work because he, he needs money. He's a he's a guy who doesn't have faith in youth systems or anything like that. He just goes Correct. in and spends money. He's so a three or, he's a three or four year manager. That's all he is. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think like for the projects that Tottenham and Arsenal are trying to, because like the thing is, like I mean, if you look at Arsenal came out in the summer and they said they've got X amount of, like uh, X amount of pounds to spend. They what they're not going to be a Manchester City and go and spend 60, 70 million on a right back. It's just not going to happen. And it's the same with Tottenham. Like the stadium, I think I think Arsenal are still feeling the crippling effects from that, and Tottenham are going to be the same for the next few years. Like it's a, it was a huge undertaking for both teams to, to build those stadiums, um, and I don't think that we have enough money to be able to compete financially with the likes of Man City and stuff like that. So like Jose is just not going to be the answer to that. And you're right, well, you end up Jose's not going to come in unless he gets what he wants. Simple as like he's not. Book for money, he's not stuck for a job, he's probably yeah. got loads off the table. So, unless he gets A, B, and C, he won't be signing for Arsenal. And if he comes in, well, then they promise him a kitty. And if he doesn't get it, he walks or he moans to the media. That's how he yeah. operates. And that's the thing, I mean, like, like, look what he did with United. Like, I mean, he spent a lot of money on a lot of shit players when you look at it. And like, he he then turned on the same players that he brought in. Like I, I think he's a bit. I think he's a cancer in 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 football. I don't like. Like I've never liked him. I I think the way he treated like a lot of the players at United when things weren't going well for him was disgraceful. I, yeah, I agree with you as well. But got to look at it. This is the way I was, I was thinking before we came on this podcast. Like, I mean, if you ask me a question, would I take Jose? If you've got Jose's stats and wrote them down, what he's won over the years, don't put his name to it and put him against another manager. You'd probably you'd go. I'm gonna go to that manager. Has look at all the Champions League he's won. Look at all the leagues he's won. Look at the Europa Cups. You'd be you'd be you'd be you'd be going towards Jose every time. And oh you've yeah. Got to look. You got to look at that way from a success point of view. It, and if Arsenal fans want that, well then they need to shut up on social media and say, <laughs> "Fine, we'll take it." Yeah. <laughs> you know like I mean? and, and Tottenham fans have been the same way. Like I mean, like it's been kind of fifty-fifty where people are saying that, like you know. Obviously, as you said, like his success rate is incredible, but then I mean, his style of play is dog shit. It's like it's you know that's why United fans ended up hating him. He just has a, an awful style of play. It's successful, but it's horrible to watch. Tottenham fans, in their wisdom, think that we're this amazing club like Barcelona, who plays amazing football all the time. I mean, if we go back ten years ago, we did we don't play that way. So you know what I mean. No. So it's only been the last few years, and that was thanks to Pochettino and the system that he's brought in. So. You're right. If you want to, it comes with an awful lot of downsides to it. Like going for a manager like him, he's just he's like he comes in, but he's got an awful lot of baggage. And I wouldn't want him at my club. I just think that we're not capable of handling the aftermath <laughs> of of what he's got, of what he's going to bring to us. You know what I mean? So I, I think I, Arsenal, I, I, I agree think with you. The same. Go ahead. I, I, I think so. But but they. It's like like any fan, you need to be patient. You know what I mean? We just don't have the money and the facilities there to, to do it. But 
I think Emery is probably he was he was the fresh change that we needed coming out of Wenger. It was just getting mundane and Jesus, it was embarrassing. But like we've seen some forgotten the the two, last two or three years that we had with Wenger, even though we won a couple of FA Cups, and um, that was nice to get back in. But you know you've got to give this man a chance. You know it, it's. And it's it's like I don't know if you saw a Banyan getting hassled in London coming out out of out of out of the ground just because he didn't sign a few autographs when he was down the main street. What? Yeah, they were yeah berating him saying, "Oh, you're on X amount." You know what I mean? You know, you won't even sign a few jerseys. Now he was he was away from the club. He was down in a fancy fancy uh, Lamborghini. But even at that, like these boys have a life out of sight. It's their job. <laughs> the I know. Like, I mean, they, can you imagine like you know like coming out of work there and there's like. A bunch of people there, like saying to you, "Here, sign this one, or do this." You know what I mean? Fuck off! This be yeah. working for like the last like eight hours. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I think that, I think that because of the like social media and the world we live in, people expect this kind of thing from from players. And I think the players do an awful lot of stuff. Like if if you, I follow like like the Tottenham Instagram page, and the players are every day they're at a different school or they're at a hospital or something like that. So they do an awful lot in the community, and I just think that they expect them to hang around for. Hours and hours after a game is kind of ridiculous, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but that's the animosity that's there at the moment. That's the problem. You see, they just there's just a certain group of fans that just ain't happy with what's going on because the quick success hasn't come. Well, I mean, like I also show you, like I mean, like that Arsenal fan TV that they were told not to call it Arsenal fan TV anymore. It's called AF TV now because that guy, correct? Yeah, and it's the same fucking idiots on that thing. Like it, it's a running joke. But I mean, like it's, they're they're assholes. Like those guys, you know they. You know what I mean, blood? You know that guy? Like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Troops. Fuck yeah. that guy. He's got nothing. Like, he's got nothing good to say about like new or nothing like that's gonna help the club whatsoever. I, I just, it's just a running joke now at this stage. Um, so like, I guess like for the rest of the season, like, how do you, how do you see it going? Look, I, I, our, our away record, obviously, it's, imp- it's, I think it's a hundred percent better than last year anyway <laughs> at the moment. So that's a good know. start. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. So I'm happy with that. Like. Uh, or with our home form, I should say, it's, it's, it's just, it's taking those leads, you know what I mean? We're looking, like, like go back to Crystal Palace again. It, it, you go in and I was like, that two and up, great. Do you know what? Jesus, start on a good foot here. It's just to stop let teams bullying us. That, that's that's the hard part. It's like any team, like, and the last, and even the last four or five years, even if they went 2 0 down to Arsenal, they're like, lads, it's all right, it's only Arsenal. We can get this back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you look at our, you look at our records, like Spurs and Arsenal. We've had four all draws. You shared it during the week there. Four all draws, four twos, five <laughs> fours. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's crazy to think. Like if you went up against Liverpool and you went two down, two down to Liverpool, your headspace would be, lads, we can't concede anymore. Against Arsenal, lads, we're tuning up, we're tuning down against Arsenal. We'll get two back here. And we, we'll catch a winner maybe at the end of the, the well, last that, ten was minutes. Well, the same with that Watford game. It was the same kind of. Like there was no way that Watford should have ever come anywhere near that game with you, with you guys, and that they were able to come back. And I think I honestly think like that's why I've got anxiety and high blood pressure as being a fucking Tottenham fan. It's just <laughs> it's like week in week out. You know, you look at the score and it's like two nil, like three nil, and then you're just like wait till wait till the end because you just never know what the fuck is going to happen. So I'm in the stage where in the bandwagon the weekends we say to the lads, I don't contact any mates until like Sunday <laughs> evening. And if the results go that way, match of day gets cancelled on the record as well. That doesn't get watched. Uh, and Monday, Monday morning, Monday morning's conversation, it, it doesn't happen. I, I, I stay quiet. It took, it took me like literally like uh, I think it was like three or four days to watch the highlights of the Bayern Munich uh, Tottenham game. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. And then I was just like, 
fuck, I suppose I'm going to have to end up talking about it on the podcast. I suppose I should watch it. And I was just like cringing through the whole thing. I was like, this is fucking horrible. So, um, I was celebr- I was celebrating for one more, so I was happy out because we yeah. had that option. <laughs> oh god, the Spursy yeah. oh, moment, man, I love it. Horrible. So um, I don't know if you saw this yeah. tonight. I just wanted to see get your opinion on it. Did you hear about uh, Richard Keogh getting the sack from? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I saw it come true. What the hell is going on? They're saying there's some underlying issues there, but like seriously, you you two players who admitted guilt to to drink driving under the influence. Of alcohol and the passenger gets sacked. I know. I, I, this is this is my own view. Like, obviously, he's a captain and he should know better and all that kind of stuff. And they, he's got fourteen days to, um, to appeal it. But if you look at it, like he's thirty three years of age, he probably has like a two year contract, and he's not going to play for the next fifteen months. Do you think they've done that just to get him off the books? Yeah, they probably have, and they're looking at his contract. But you know, if they have insurances for purposes like that as well. Um, I think they've probably done a very bold move because you know why 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 not discipline the other guys um as severely as he has you know what makes him so different you know what I mean you talk about equality in this day and age yeah you know what I mean you so, know so apparently you those who the, the guy those who lads like it was in their contract that the maximum they could be fined was six weeks so they're fined six weeks wages and then whatever they got like 180 hours of community service and stuff like that but. Surely there's something built into their contract for gross misconduct like this, where hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah, I agree with you. There, there's something yeah, like, wrong. Not only the fact where they twice the limit, they left a guy with a, a busted fucking knee in the car, ran away, and then came back forty five yeah. minutes later, and it's like, yeah, six weeks wages. Whereas the poor bastard whose knee is like hanging on, hanging on by a tread, gets the sack. I just did you did, did you see did you see his leg? I, I, did I didn't like that that shit fucking. That, that, so when I was watching the uh, when I was at the the Tottenham Liverpool game there on Sunday, I was watching it. One of the local pubs down here, and we were talking about shitty tackles and stuff like that. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the one with the guy from Coventry, David Boost. Yeah, Boost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah. like yeah. brought up the picture of that, and then he like puked over the bar. So that kind of stuff, I'm just not good with. So, 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 so yeah, was it bad? Was it? It was horrific. Yeah, like he's, he's probably lucky he still has his legs. Jesus you know, just, um, that's his career. You know, it's over but, pretty much. I know it's a horrible thing to say, but, but yeah, they left the scene. They left the scene and everything. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and they're, they're still with the club. I just, I just find it. I just, I think Richard has has a case there, um, and he'll get something. We we won't hear about it, but he'll be he'll be certainly looked he's, after, um, because it's it's, the, it's a knee jerk reaction to that's a terrible on. torn of phrase there, man. A knee jerk reaction. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I, the, the good thing is like the PFA is really it's a really strong union. So I think. You're right, he'll probably get something out of that. But I mean, it's still, it's like, what a shitty way to end a, a pretty decent career, to be honest. Like, Derby are kind of on the cusp of maybe getting promotion and stuff like that. And like, he, he's done now, pretty much. So, um, so, so just, just yeah, moving yeah. away from football just a little bit, uh, just wanted to have a quick chat with you on a personal note. Uh, you did an incredible personal char- charity event in August. Uh, but what gives, just gives the lowdown on what you did. Uh, well, stupidly enough, I just I I made a commitment to myself to get fit in 2019. Uh, you know me, I was kind of fit the last few years, and I had a couple of kids, and I just kind of lost my way. So I kind of got fit in 2019, and just with with I do a lot of tough mothers. I would have done tough mothers in the past, and Helen backs if you're over in Ireland, you know they are tough mothers worldwide. And to kind of just just done a, done a couple of half marathons. 
And I wanted to do them again, but just unfortunately with the kids being young, I couldn't get out to do them. So challenge came up with the matter hospitals doing 100, 100 miles in, in in the month of August um, at your own pace. They gave you a plan and stuff and all that. So I signed up to it, completed the challenge on day 28, I think it nice. was. And um, with a couple of with a couple of bumps in the way, so I had a, I had, I had a, as an amount of bumps, I had a, I had a had a wedding weekend in England, so that kind of that kind of got in the way. And I, I said, you know, I took the bull by the horns there, and I actually brought my runners with me. I, I went around London, uh, did a run, did I think I did what six seven miles around London. I just got totally focused in on the Westminster and nice one, and and the, the Thames, and I done seven miles and over there with the wedding on, um, and that that took me over. And then I had. I had a Chris and I in between that as well, but I still managed it 28 days, 100 miles for a matter of race, just over, just, just under 400 euros, um, which was really good achievement now. Tough slog in the end. But yeah, congratulations, there. man. That's amazing. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a huge like, uh, commitment. So, uh, what can people still donate, or was that a particular thing? In- no, it, it was just a particular thing for me, but if you, you can go on to kind of, if you Google the matter, even on Facebook and stuff like that, you can donate to just people on going every, it's a, it's a great idea. People love running they just and people love a challenge. Um, there, there's hundreds of people doing it and there's people doing it for this month now have been finishing up and, and then continuing to November, December. Just people want to get fit and want to do it for a good cause. And just if you go to the matter hospital, you'll see it there. Um, you can donate there to them want or um, I'm sure there's details if you contact them uh, separately but look it's a great cause my dad was in there a couple of years ago getting some help and um, they looked after him he was fantastic and actually funny part you mentioned this and uh, my mate was in there on Saturday for 14 oh, hours wow. at A&E so 14 hours you know he's okay but 14 hours yeah waiting and he's okay but like the likes of that money that you raise kind of helps brings that turnaround in A&E it helps all that kind of stuff Um, but yeah, look, anything that can be donated is fantastic. So I was thinking about myself now, like for the month of November, doing 100 points. So, believe <laughs> <laughs> my buddy, my buddy in work, my buddy in work, Dave, he did, he was like, every time you run, text me how many miles you do, I don't that many points. I think he actually, I think he, I think he bet me, to be honest with you, I think he did something like 200 points. Um, you know, and that's points. That's oh like my units. God, that's amazing. <laughs> He's he's the real hero here, yeah. to be honest. So, well, hundred percent. Look, Gary, it's been a pleasure. Uh, let's see how the season turns out, man. Uh, before you go, I just wanted to see: did you want to put a bet on uh, who finishes higher, Tottenham or Arsenal? Oh, God. that's a tough one. I'm gonna go Arsenal, gonna finish higher. But do you know, if, if I was giving a bet of the season, right, and this is what I'd love to do: Palace to be relegated. I think there's something like eight to one at the moment. Arsenal just scored 4-2. Thank you very much. Oh, what a way to end it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this was going so well. <laughs> so you said Palace are 8-1 to, to get relegated? They're 8-1 to one to check. Yeah, I think, I think to me, that just looks like they, they always start strong, but it's, it's like we're only a couple of games into a few, well, a couple of games, double games into the season. I think Palace 8-1 to one could be a good cash out come near the end of, end, end of the season. They always, they always get the uh, Well, I, I, I fucking hate them. So yeah, I hate a lot of teams, and they, they're just one of those annoying teams that just, I don't know. We, we just, we beat them four 0 this day at, at home, but they're just one of those kind of bogey teams that just will get a result against us. So yeah, I'd love to see the back of them. All right, man. Well, I re- appreciate yeah. you taking the time out, um, and um, oh. hopefully we'll catch up again during the season and see how uh, everything works out for your, for your man Emery. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna do Bye-bye.
was a snippet of the atmosphere at Dirty Nettie's last week after Mo Salah scored a winner against Spurs. I had a great day with Chris and Steve from Liverpool uh, FC Halifax. It's definitely worth a trip down there to watch a game at Dirty Nellies. Speaking of Dirty Nellies, they are opening for the Rugby World Cup at 6am. Try and make it down there, it is great crack for the rugby games. Winner of the Down the Pub podcast t-shirt competition is Pat Manning. Pat, I'll make sure that you get your t-shirt. T-shirts are available from the Facebook page. Thanks again to Gary for being this week's guest. And also thanks to everyone for the support. I really do appreciate it. Until next week, cheers. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.